Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the PWF Empire podcast. This is Jay along with Cass. And yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. A lot of stuff. Oh, you have no idea. What a bit of idea. Oh, I, I, I do. I, I have an idea. <laughs> we we have the debut of Samoa Joe on Monday Night Raw, and what a bittersweet oh, yeah. moment. The moment yeah. was bittersweet because, of course, Samoa Joe debuted, and that's wonderful, awesome, amazing. But that that moment in history will forever be connected to uh, the fact that Seth Rollins got injured in the midst of the attack from Samoa Joe. What a terrible situation. Damn it, Joe. <laughs> but before we get there, how are you doing, Cass? Yeah, I'm doing just fine, just reflecting on live. I was in the middle of watching Ron turn four, but I, I come on and entertain the masses, my favorite masses on here. So, yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I had a pretty interesting day at work today. I wasn't working in the usual place that I do. I was working in this place that looked like a command center. Like, I felt really important. Like, I was a part of the cast of 24 or some shit like that. So, yeah, I had a, I had a really nice day at work. But, yeah, we're here for the wrestles, the, the, the wrestling stuff. So, um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't even know where to begin. Because we, do we talk about Samoa Joe or do we talk oh, about... No. <laughs> are you? Why are you saying? Oh no, because I'm here. Oh. Exactly. What's up, Lucas? What's up, guys? Oh yeah, now I know why you're saying oh no, Cass. <laughs> are, are, are we ready to uh, unleash here, or over a certain guy? Well, I, oh man, I, I guess. We're screwed either way because, you know, Lucas has been making (laughs) waves behind the scenes on the subject of Samoa Joe and Seth Rollins because apparently Lucas is Nostradamus now because this is Lucas's gimmick. Anytime he gets something (laughs) right, he will not let anybody forget about it. He 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 just won't. yes he will jam it down your damn (laughs) throat. Let let me tell you something, people. This dude. (laughs) Keeps us up while we're talking. But, yeah, he's the quiet one. He's the calm one. But, yet when he's actually smart and we actually has a good idea and when it comes to fruition, this dude will brat to the freaking moon about it. Oh, yeah, when when uh, Cass says Lucas is the quiet one, you guys wouldn't ever expect it. But, yeah, we all have, like, like well, no, Cass um, – I was about to say we all have different personalities off air. You don't. You're you're cast <laughs> through and through. But yeah. Wait, I'm the quiet one. That's news to me. Yeah, you are. You talk a whole hell of a lot less than the rest of us do. Mm. But yeah, but yeah, this um this Samoa Joe. Well, actually, first I actually want to do a do a two part. This I want to focus on Joe's debut first. I mean, I it was actually well did it. It was well executed. Yeah, 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 you're right. It was well executed because... It was perfectly executed. It it was well executed, but the crowd kind of killed it for me because... What? It's... No, here's the thing. Like, 
I guarantee you, if they would have done this in front of a smart mark crowd, everybody would have been marking out like crazy. Because honestly, for the most part, the crowd was pretty much quiet. And I don't know if that was because of they didn't know who Joe was because he was wearing those big ass jeans, or the fact that they didn't know they were just so in awe that they they didn't know what to say. But I thought he, I. While I enjoyed her, his debut, I did think the crowd kind of affected a bit, like actually make him look like a monster, like actually have people react to him. But as far as the execution, on his part, fine. On Seth Rollins' part, uh uh-uh. uh. What are you saying on uh, Seth Rollins' part? I went back and I watched the footage, and it turns out it looks like he did kind of buckle on his knee when he was going down as Joe was uh, locking yeah. in the coquina clutch. Mm hmm. So it, 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 it pretty much down, man. You could even yeah, hear so, him. You could even hear ahead. him shout. You could even hear him shout "ow" as uh, the knee, I guess, made that pop sound. So mm-hmm. definitely, yeah, I went. Stuff there. I didn't notice it the first time around, but now there's that. Uh, of course, watching it in context now, because you mm-hmm. would, we would have never thought watching it the first time around that anything was going wrong. It's just an effective beatdown by a monster onto the baby face Seth Rollins, but watching the video back and they have that timestamp, like go to this part of the video and mm-hmm. you'll see where it happens. Like I honestly cringed because you could see him land uh, very awkwardly and his, his, his leg made this weird movement. And I guess there's a video out now where um, some, so, somebody with an Eagle eye and, a friggin' eagle ear or or whatever the animal is with good hearing, uh, they heard uh, Samoa Joe say, are you okay? And Seth Rollins said something like, I hope so. You could clearly hear Seth Rollins say, I hope so. But I I still, I've watched that video many times and I still can't grab the part where Samoa Joe says anything like, are you okay? Yeah, but I I guess you got to imagine that that had to be it because why would, Seth Rollins say I hope so because like I'm in the same boat as you I clearly heard him say I hope so I was just mm-hmm. you know like context clues that's what Joe said but, but, but let me tell you something I'll give uh, credit to uh, Samoa Joe like we were talking about this last night Jay on how it's like remember the whole Enzo thing when he had injured himself uh, in that tag team final match at Payback last year mm-hmm. when and, um, yeah yeah it was a fluke accident but it's like as wrestling fans, we, we can get sensitive. I mean, let me screw it. We are sensitive to certain things, especially with the crowds we got, but they didn't take the opportunity to actually like make the bar villains into actual heels mm-hmm. using that. And I'll give credit to Samoa Joe for at least keeping character in that sense because while you we did hear him say like like, Are you okay? But keep Joe's uh, credibility, like make him look like a Make him look more of a monster because he's already more of a monster in general. But just the fact that he sent that out to Triple H saying like I did my job, then just it, 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 it just adds more credibility to him. So I'm I'm fine with that. But yeah, as but far uh, as like referencing here, um, oh my god, I'm looking at it right now. It's even worse than you made it seem. And what but what I mean by worse is fucking awesome because uh, he. He quoted the tweet of Seth Rollins mm-hmm. walking out of the arena with crutches, and he tags Triple H and says, I believe I have delivered as requested. 
Badass. Yeah, that's... I mean, you gotta you, you gotta make uh, life gives you lemons, make lemonade, and he sure as hell made some lemonade out of that situation. Of course, it's very unfortunate mm-hmm. that yeah, Seth Rollins is injured, but and and this is gonna sound terrible, but it is life life goes on. It's not like they can pause and say, okay, Seth Rollins is injured. You know, let let's stop everything and worry about him. It happened. It's very unfortunate. Of course, it was an accident. But to take that and, you know, inject it into the character of Samoa Joe, it does give him a little bit of fire going forward. Mm -hmm. And when I I originally heard this, what were you going to say, Lucas? No, I was going to say, I think either way you look at it, it was still going to be effective for Samoa Joe because I don't think Seth Rollins needed to be announced that he's injured to convince me that that beatdown was brutal and that going forward, the direction for Samoa Joe is going to be this ruthless badass. They brought him in the perfect way they possibly could have. I was originally mad, as as, as was most people the night prior to that at the Royal Rumble. He didn't debut, but now that I look at it, that was much better because I do get the argument that if they were going to bring in Samoa Joe to debut in the Rumble match and then have him be eliminated, that wouldn't exactly make Samoa Joe stand out mm-hmm. on his own. Whereas on Monday Night Raw, that's Samoa Joe at, at his finest right there. So I, ha- I have no problem oh, yeah. with what happened as far as that is concerned. Uh, I, yeah, I just wanted to add that little nugget about Samoa Joe. Yeah, oh, and really? this, this gave him the opportunity to put the spotlight on him because had he mm-hmm. debuted in the Rumble, you already had Braun Strowman in there being a monster. You already had uh, just there. the... you had the the star power of The Undertaker and Mm -hmm. Brock Lesnar and Goldberg and them dominating folks, and then Roman Reigns coming in and throwing folks over the top rope. So it would have been hard for Samoa Joe to find a place for himself and everything that was going on there. So what they did on Monday Night Raw, the introduction of Samoa Joe, it it worked for me. Um, Although, got to say... My immediate thought was, holy shit, Samoa Joe just debuted on the main roster. And my second thought was, why the hell is he not on SmackDown? Okay, okay, okay. Can I address that? Because I have the perfect perfect counter to that. You cannot talk about wrestling on this uh, wrestling podcast we're doing, so no. (laughs) Can't address it. And I still want to address Seth Rollins, too, by the way. But before that, talking about Samoa Joe and this SmackDown argument... I don't see why it makes any sense because right now you look at Monday Night Raw, especially after that injury to Seth Rollins, he should fucking be on Monday Night Raw, Samoa Joe, especially now that Seth Rollins is out. And even before Seth Rollins was out, I, was, I would still argue Samoa Joe belongs on Monday Night Raw. They don't have the same depth that uh, SmackDown has as far as star power and, a, and, and, and star, star credibility is concerned. SmackDown already has that. What does Monday Night Raw well, have? Well, let me but say Lucas, this. The thing is, at least if Joe goes to SmackDown, he'll actually have a damn chance of getting over than <laughs> if he goes to Raw. With, with me, I'm not making a rational argument at all. It's I like SmackDown. I like Samoa Joe. Boom, there you go. Boom. There you go. Okay, but then how – see, how does see, that make you're, you're about to – you're about How to ask that, me what does that do for Raw. I don't give a shit about Raw. But see, the, the, I, I that's not care. fair. 
I thought you were a fan of the product, the entire product, not just one Ex- piece of it. Excuse me? I, I, oh, no. Oh, no. You, 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 Trigger J has just started. The, the whole Underground Railroad thing, are you familiar with that? Yes, I am. But Samoa Joe being added to Monday Night Raw is a good move because it adds legitimacy to Monday Night Raw, and, and we could get out of that Underground Railroad because of Samoa Joe. Well, yeah, about, the, that, is, about so. that is, there are a whole lot of people on Monday Night Raw that I like, mm-hmm. but just being in that structure of Monday Night Raw, that has changed over time. We see Samoa Joe being a badass right now. How long will they be able to sustain that on Monday Night Raw? How long are we going to have this Samoa Joe before we get to the BS and the fuckery? Because I can look at... Well, Seth Rollins and say there was a point in time where I liked Seth Rollins. I don't now. There was a point in time where I liked Roman Reigns. I don't now. There was a point in time where I liked Kevin Owens. I don't now. That's they all are not going to book. Raw. They are not going to book Samoa Joe to be anything like those other stars on Monday Night Raw, especially with the injury to Seth Rollins. WWE is going to be more than ever before motivated to make sure the booking is consistent and is up to par on a weekly basis. They have to be motivated. We right could now. have said the same thing when all of those injuries were piling up. What was it? Uh, last year. Yeah, last year. We could have said the same thing. But the last year there was no brand split. Now there is. They're in trouble. You know, Q makes a good point in the chat when he said Rollins missing a second Mania in a row would be horrible, especially considering the lack of depth on the Raw roster. Exactly. And, and, and now I want to address Seth Rollins because who, who does Monday Night Raw replace Seth Rollins with as far as a babyface is concerned? The only guy that they have right now, and everyone is going to hate me for this, is Roman Reigns, but he is clearly They're not the answer. They're rude on the babyface portion. Oh, they yes, really they are. are. And, and that's the, why... The, the top two faces that people actually cheer for... Or that matter... Are Kevin Owens. No, no, I'm talking about real faces. Um, okay. Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, they're both out. Well, Sami Zayn, but... Um, I Sami guess Zayn, he, he's that. not there yet. And yeah, he's not yeah, there. I think that they've done a nice job of priming him. So I'm not saying that Sami Zayn is a main event talent in any way, shape, or form. I think that they have done, from what I have seen, they've done a nice job of... Um, I don't know how to put – basically, I, I put it in the exact way that I could, basically priming him for the main event. Because if you look at the story that they told with him getting into the Royal Rumble, I thought that that was nice because it, they didn't really have to do that to put Sami Zayn no, in didn't. that position. And then, you know, they, they, they talked him up about his performance in the Royal Rumble on uh, – this past episode of Raw. So if they want to decide at some point, okay, now it's time to start making some moves with Sami Zayn, they can definitely do that. Because I don't think time. that he's been uh, ruined to the point yeah. where it's like, nah, we, we, we can't do anything with this dude. Let's just put him on the sidelines. And I, and I speculate, I, I'm not A saying lot. it's going to happen, but I speculate somebody from SmackDown will be moved to Monday Night Raw to, repre- to, to, to at least represent the babyface role for a few months until Seth Rollins comes back. Because I don't think Finn Balor is returning anytime soon. I'm sorry. Well, we don't know the extent of uh, Seth Rollins' injury yet. Well, they already said eight weeks. 
Oh, yeah. did they say that? Yeah, yeah an MCL tear, eight weeks. eight weeks. So that's already in jeopardy of missing WrestleMania because that's, that's Rocky like right there. Yeah, yeah. but it's, 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 yeah, it's basically up in the air. So we can't even confirm he's not missing WrestleMania yet because that's, that's just a 50-50, you know? So they Ain't definitely no. need to replace somebody. Uh, or they, Yo, need, they need to replace um, Seth Rollins with somebody on Monday Night Raw. So. Hey, um, Draven G, he mentioned in the chat, AJ. Who? He, AJ. Draven G, yeah, AJ Styles. Oh, I agree with that. Actually, uh, I suggested this in the DM. I don't know if you guys read it, but my top two picks were AJ Styles or Dean Ambrose to Raw. And but I think it's you would. But the problem with that is that that's such a hashtag thrown together story immediately. I mean, but, they have to do something because if Roman Reigns is going to face Undertaker, good uh, God Almighty! That leaves- see, no, no, <laughs> I I, I want to see that match. I yeah, do. I do too. And if, I want to see it too. If that's, but- the match, if that's the match we're going to get, who does Triple H face and? What happens with the title picture? Because then you have to probably turn somebody there, babyface, whether that's Kevin Owens or Chris Jericho. No, you don't. Keep Triple H's ass off the cart. It's simple as that. Because I really (laughs) no, no, like no, like really. Because it's like I don't want Triple H on the card if the whole point of him being at Mania this year was to lead up to Rollins. Honestly, if he would to face someone else, it'd just be for me. Him being on the card just for yeah, him being just on for the, the sake, sake of him being just yeah. for the sake of on the yeah, card. Yeah, I agree with yeah, that. Keep agree. Yeah, so just honestly, if they do it right, they might actually be able to push this to SummerSlam. If if which it's they funny can get because right. which it's funny because every year the rumors of Seth Rollins versus Triple H seem to have always been happening at SummerSlam. I guess it's it's meant to be at SummerSlam. Uh, you know what's so funny? I read a comment, uh, I, I believe it was on uh, Wrestling Inc. Um, <laughs> they were, it was somebody commenting as if they were Triple H saying that, oh, well, Seth Rollins is injured now. I have to win the Universal Championship and go over in the main event of WrestleMania. It's the only way. Oh, let, no, let's talk about that because <laughs> oh, recent reports have been saying, oh, by the way, get this. The, the plan apparently was to obviously do Joe versus Rollins at Fastlane. Which mm-hmm. fucking sucks. But also Wait, at Fastlane, Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe in the same ring. Are you kidding me? You don't like that? No, I like that, damn it. I, I, dude, I'm saying that I wish I could see that match, but the problem is those plans are not going to be mixed. Now mm-hmm. what I'm trying to move on to is this Universal Championship picture because recent reports have also been saying that Goldberg is to main event fast lane and beat Kevin Owens for the universal no, title. That's just, a you know what? That's I'm a, fine. That's not happening. Shit, I hope it happens. What? Yes. Cause a part-timer needs to win the universal championship. Kevin, I get this Brock Lesnar well, right now is, is scheduled to face Kevin Owens for the championship at a live event soon. Who? Brock Lesnar is scheduled to face Kevin Owens for the title at a live event soon. But why can't – all right, why, I'm going to throw in a better scenario. Well, I don't know if it's better to you guys, but for me this is way better. Why yeah, not throw Sami Zayn into the title picture and have no. him face Kevin Owens for the universal title at WrestleMania? Because I don't want to see El Generico versus Kevin Steve for the umpteen time at WrestleMania. But it's, it's for a higher stake. It, it, More it, things it, on the it, line this time around. 
it's too quick to like shit. I'm talking about working Sami Zayn up to that point. Like yeah, I like I don't. Mm, yeah, like him being thrown in WWE to do something like that because mm-hmm. of the history of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. But I want it to be less about that and more about you know Sami Zayn and his ascension as a babyface. So I, I want Sami Zayn to ascend without the crutch of his history with Seth Rock or excuse me, uh, Kevin Owens. You know, I'll be honest with you, this whole Goldberg thing of him facing Kevin Owens for the title at Fastlane, I'm to the point right now with Kevin Owens, I'm like, I don't care anymore. Just give it to Goldberg, because at least we've actually been getting stuff out of Goldberg. No offense to Kevin Owens. I love him, but the way they've treated him being a sidekick Mm -hmm. to Chris Jericho's ass, even though Jericho has been good, has just been horrendous for me to watch every single week because get this i remember seeing on twitter somebody actually posted a picture showing kevin owens as the nxt champion and him being the universal champion and i'm like completely two different characters right Mm -hmm. there yeah like i said uh a part-timer needs to win the championship because that championship means absolutely nothing the the most that they've done and and it's funny that this is the match that's rumored kevin owens versus goldberg because the most that i've ever cared about that title was when goldberg said he wanted it because when he was talking about winning rest uh winning the royal rumble going on to um win the universal championship that meant something to me. A person with the star power of Goldberg saying that he wanted the Universal Championship, even though it sounded fucking ridiculous because the title doesn't mean anything at all. But the fact that he said he wanted it, that meant something because Kevin Owens holding it, not doing a damn thing. It being a prop to the comedy act of him and Chris Jericho not doing anything for that title at all. And I understand and people why. like Kevin Owens. They think he's entertaining, but I can't sit here and honestly, like I honestly know why people even, because here's my thing. There were so many people complaining and ready to riot if Roman Reigns won the Universal Championship. And I'm sitting there like, <laughs> Why? Or the what, Royal Rumble. What value? Do, no, the, the Royal Rumble has value. The okay. Universal Championship has no value at all, and people are sitting there going crazy at the thought of Roman Reigns holding it. And it's as if people don't give a shit about how terribly somebody is booked as long as they think WWE thinks that that person is a star. So Kevin Owens is booked like a joke. Mm-hmm. but he has the Universal Championship. Now, the Universal Championship doesn't mean anything, but WWE just decided that, oh, well, Kevin Owens can have it. And that's enough for people just to know that WWE gave this person a belt and they're letting the person walk around, so they must think that this guy is a star. And I'm cool with that. I'm fine. Even though he's booked like trash, WWE thinks he's a star, so I'm okay with that. And I just can't rock with that. Like, I sit back and I'm like, "Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I I don't get it. And that's why, and to add more to your point, this is why I believe Roman Reigns should be the one holding that title right now. He should have won the title at the Royal Rumble because I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, Kevin Owens has been booked like a joke. 
So do you rather see Kevin Owens be booked as a joke as your champion, or would you rather somebody mm-hmm. who's polarizing and gets a mixed reaction but at least is legitimately booked in Roman Reigns be the champion? And that's why I would much prefer Roman Reigns to be the champion right now because we wouldn't be having these concerns or question marks about Kevin Owens or the universal, t- uh, the universal title heading into WrestleMania. That title needs to be the most important thing heading into WrestleMania. And the fact that we're talking about Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, two part-timers in the new era, 2017. It's not a new era. Yeah, that's a fucking shame. I thought we were past that point. Mm -hmm. This sounds like 2011 or 2012 all over again. John Cena versus The Rock. Do you know how much it pains me to sit here and say I wish a part-timer would win the title? Like, I don't want that shit. Anytime somebody asks me what my favorite era of wrestling is, my favorite era of wrestling is the current era because I love seeing how the business evolves and how, how, how do they remain relevant and fresh and how are things revolutionized. And I like to see the addition of new talent and new blood, new, new life being breathed into WWE. And I stand up for my, my, my guys, you know, the current generation of wrestling. I would love it if I could sit here and say, yeah, keep the title on Kevin Owens. Yeah. Move the title to this person that's there on a week-to-week basis. But I think that it's necessary for a part-timer to have the championship, whether it be Brock Lesnar, uh, Goldberg, Triple H, Undertaker, somebody. Because you know those are the people that WWE mm-hmm. gives a fuck about. They're not going to have those people out there cracking jokes and being made a fool of and you know being a, a part-time comedian, part-time wrestler. They take those people seriously. And putting what the title on one of them, you're going to have to take that title seriously as well. That's why yeah. I say that. Because yeah, they yeah definitely. But I think, and they have its existence. But I think you can solve all of that, not just with a part-timer, but who I just said, with Roman Reigns. I mean, you could do Roman Reigns versus Undertaker for the Universal title. That's, that's a scenario. And another thing, yeah. why the hell did... Why the hell did Braun Strowman attack Roman Reigns at the Rumble for us not to get a follow-up on that? I mean, yeah, they what? did on Monday. Probably, uh, face... Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He's probably going to face Braun Strowman at a fast lane or whatever, and then that's, that's the going to end the rivalry. But there should have been a bigger payoff to that. Yeah, I was sitting it. there like, shit, can, can Kevin Owens just give the title to them and have that be the title match? Exactly, because that, that, that now feels right like... Direction. Right now, it feels like anything Roman Reigns or Braun Strowman are involved in is bigger than what actually happened at the Royal Rumble match. So if we were not going to get a follow-up to that, why have it happen in the first place? And then you see Roman Reigns later in the night insert himself in the Rumble match. It's like, okay, so we're just going to move from everything that just happened to him earlier in that night to him eliminating The Undertaker. That didn't make much sense to me either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's like you're trying to tell two different stories at the same time. Right. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk. I, I really want to get into this whole Reigns versus Taker thing. Sure. Like the way that they executed Reigns this past Sunday at the Rumble was probably the worst I've ever seen Reigns booked. Why do you say that? The guy got <laughs> booed out of the motherfucking building when he came in at thirty. And get this, I actually figured out the reason why they did that. So that when Orton won, 
they actually get a pop for that one. But yeah, that's around the point. Um, they don't get a pop from me still. <laughs> yeah, but that's for different reasons. But that's around the point. Um, I actually do not have a problem with this Taker versus Reigns match at all. I actually think it's very unique. I think the one difficult thing that WWE would have is explaining that because really, what purpose does Reigns or Taker even have going after each other? And honestly, that would be a weird transition if you think about it. It's like Reigns takes on Strowman, and what I really hope doesn't happen is Reigns beats Strowman. That would be just no. And then all of a sudden he moves on to the dead man. Unless it was like a number one contenders match, but even that's a, a stretch. So it's like I need them. I would really like to know like what's the motivation for that match to be going on because we all know. Because they don't have a headline match for Monday Night Raw. <laughs> because we know Reigns is going in that match as the damn heel, even though he's technically already heel. But I just don't. If they're, if they're trying to get Reigns over, I just don't see what putting him in the ring with the dead man because. Again, I've said this before. Just imagine that crowd if he pins Tiger. Well, here's the thing. This is going to sound... You know his catchphrase. I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. That's cold ever. If WWE booked him in that way with any kind of integrity, that that would be effective and not making people cheer reigns but i don't know maybe it would work maybe they would cheer him but just making him like a solidified star to where you can't deny him uh because you have somebody like a john cena they boo him out of the building every goddamn week doesn't matter though because john cena is john cena he's still a very popular person people listen and pay attention he 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 commands he has a very commanding presence if they actually did book roman reigns like he was a tweener then i think that that could be effective for his character Mm -hmm. and i think that his interaction with the undertaker that was an indication of them booking him as a tweener but i i lost hope in how they used reigns because i mentioned this in my review of the royal rumble they used him as the heat magnet They knew people Mm -hmm. were going to boo Roman Reigns. They knew people have this mindset, anybody but Roman Reigns. So they acknowledged the terrible job that they've done with booking him, and they used that as a – do you know how shitty that is? They're like, oh, we screwed up with your booking, so we're (laughs) going to utilize our screw-up and use it to distract people from some BS. Because Randy Orton winning – the Royal Rumble, that was some BS. So it's WWE yeah. distracted us from fuckery with fuckery, and it 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 was underhanded, but it was at yeah. the very same time a smart move. But yeah, um, I don't know how yeah. smart it will be in the long run when uh, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> they, they got that moment at the res- at WrestleMania. They it's like they pulled a screw job on everybody. They got it in that moment, but what's going to happen? you know, from that point on. Yeah, yep. and yeah, and it's like, um, I, I want to get into this whole, like, Orton winning. It was out of, it was literally out of nowhere. 
I know that there were rumors that they were linked, but I was like, there is no way WWE is going to do that, and I really should not have questioned their damn logic mm-hmm. or their supposed logic. And now there's stuff going around that's possibly going to be Wyatt and Orton for the championship at uh, Mania. Uh, that sounds like a freaking match you could watch on Superstars. Ugh. There's not even anywhere near the level of heat or intrigue no. in the Wyatt family for that to matter. I will say I love the Luke Harper stuff in the Rumble, though. I actually kind of oh yeah, that. that was some cool stuff. He's the most dynamic person in the Wyatt family, and yet he he probably had the most successful singers run when they broke up for the first time. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, he did have some good stuff with Dolph Ziggler. Those Intercontinental Championship matches. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember those. But I don't care what anybody says. I'll be the first to say it. I would have preferred, I would have taken Roman Reigns to win the Rumble over Randy Orton. Because at least Roman you Reigns want, is interesting. Honestly, me too. I would have. Roman Reigns you, is interesting. Do you guys want the internet to be destroyed? But I just, answered why, I just answered why it would have been better. Roman Reigns is interesting. Randy All Orton is right. not. Yeah, because it's just like, you know, it's funny, like, my man Chase Oliver was making this video. He uh, called it, like, we always talk about this new era. Are we in this new era? And honestly, the last couple of members that won the Royal Rumble were all three members of Evolution. Holy shit. Batista in 2014. Wait, Triple wait. H in- Rand, uh, Roman Reigns won in 2015. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, the last few winners that won the World Rumble were all three members of Evolution. Randy oh, Orton this so year, Triple H. Yeah, Triple H in 2016, and Batista in 2014. Which is crazy, you know. Uh, the that's Breakfast, why, Club, Breakfast Club rules, bitches. That's why this is not the new era still, and that Orton win was pure garbage. No, see, it, I, I, it's most definitely a new era but wwe they always do weird shit at the royal rumble <laughs> it's become a, it's become a tradition now yeah because this this win from randy orton just feels so out of place it yeah. it just feels weird i would honestly love to have sat in a meeting just to figure out what they were thinking behind this. Jay, I don't think they knew. I don't think they knew who they were This is not a new era, people. We're getting John Cena versus Randy Orton in the main event of SmackDown <laughs> next week. This is not a new era. We haven't seen that match in a long time now. Yeah, people act like we've seen it uh, last, just last year. Like John Cena, Randy Orton, Triple H. And the rest of them from the ruthless aggression there for some goddamn reason, which we probably already know the reason, but still are still on top. And it's like, I, I, get, this, I get it. I feel as if I'm going into watching WrestleMania 21 all over again when we get to 33. That's the way it's looking right, right now because it's just like you just don't see much progression from the roster. I'll be honest with you. I'm getting to the point right now where I'm not even blaming creative anymore. I'm not even blaming WWE as a whole. I'm getting to the point right now where I'm just going to blame the damn talent because 
Obviously, we have the best talented rosters in the world, but apparently they don't have the damn balls to actually say something when they know that when something's being done right, they don't have enough integrity in themselves to actually want to try and get them fucking over. Like, Kevin Owens, let me tell you something. You show me what you can do in NXT, but yet for some reason you have, like, WWE roll over your fat motherfucking ass. You just let them (laughs) roll over you, steamroll you. You're letting old Chris Jericho, like, pass you by when you're the damn universal champion of the world, you know you have more stroke in this. You know you can talk better. You know you can perform in the ring. You know you are a damn star. You can be a damn man of veteran. But if you don't speak the fuck up and the rest of that damn roster, then what the hell are you doing? You See, know it, else- it's, it, the problem is, and here's the issue, the checks are going to be the same for him one way or another. Because but wait, wait, wait. So it, you're saying it's about money and not heart? No, here's what I'm saying. Why would Kevin Owens risk his position at the top of WWE or at least, you know, what's perceived to be the top? Let's take the the, the fact that he has a universal championship as a, you know, an indication that he's somewhere near the top. Why would he as universal champion Go and complain about his booking. Because he's already there. Actually, he can't really say much to begin with because when you think about it, he was rewarded. Uh, Finn Balor was actually supposed to be champion right now. So that's, that's another reason he can't really speak up. They actually, he should be thanking them because they chose to go with him as the champion. Otherwise, he wouldn't yeah, have been chose- in the conversation. Yeah, they chose to go with him. But look what we've been getting for the last mm-hmm. almost six months. Like, seriously, like, you, you call, like, booking him like an ass, like a typical chicken shit heel when we know that this is not the Kevin Owens that we know, and they reward, you call this a reward, they reward him with this crap? But that's but, what I'm like, his, From his perspective, he's the true. champion, he's true. in main events, it would be yeah. weird for him to go, hey, boss. I know I'm the champion. I know. I know I'm making more money than I've ever made, but I got a problem with the way that you're handling me. And it, it's so messed up what WWE does, where they screw up the booking of people when they get them to the top. Like when you're at, when you have the championship, that's when they screw up. And it's very difficult for you to complain in a position like that because it could very easily get to a point where they're like, okay, well this dude is talking crap. Yeah. Give me that title. Let me give it to somebody else. And they put that other person in that, that position and they're just happy to be there. Yeah, they're going to do the same thing. Oh, but you, uh, Cass, you mentioned Kevin Owens or the talent. You want to know sure. who I you want to know who I'm concerned about that should be speaking up or I don't know if he is, but it's Triple H, the father of NXT. I mean, he's the next generation. He's oh, producing. Boy. He's producing the new talent, the next generation. As he said on Monday Night Raw, he's trying to produce and create the next Seth freaking Rollins. Yet, while he's trying to do that, does he not realize that majority of those talents coming from his own creation are not being established the way he envisioned? So shouldn't he have a say in this? And ultimately, I don't think he's had as much influence as everybody thinks on on the product. I really don't. I think the only thing... Triple H controls is NXT. I legitimately believe he has not said a damn word about what's going on in the main roster. As long as Triple H can pose for pictures with the NXT alumni, yeah. 
after they win championships, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, he has his little collage and his photo book of all of them pictures, and he's okay. All right, look, it's just like I'm. I'm just like really getting sick and tired to the point to where we're we're just playing WWE crab and all. Because honestly, it gets tiring. Like it, it just gets really tired. And honestly, I'm just I'm just sick of it personally. And it's like I want to talk about this, but it's just. How many times can we really blame WWE instead of the talent themselves for not at least wanting to get themselves over? Mm-hmm. That's why we in, bring in the back right Goldberg, Cass. That's why we bring back <laughs> Goldberg. That's why we bring back Brock Lesnar. Because these uh, new guys, they just don't know what it takes, damn it. They're all fired. No, Lucas, you were right. Triple H is the next generation main eventing manias. He's on his way up. <laughs> Quoting Isaiah Ross. Got that right, yeah, that young talent, Triple H, he's doing a wonderful job. You know what I got found funny from his promo Monday? Because he, like, he, I remember, like, watching it, and I can't remember a bit to pieces of it. He was like, I tried to be the good guy. I try not to get at this time. I try not to break dreams, destroy dreams. I put on this suit. I put on the stupid tie. I'm like, so pretty much you're criticizing yourself for what your ass has been doing for the last five years. <laughs> because that's uh, Triple H basically saying that he's been trying to suppress his uh, natural, um, yeah. his his his, his natural assholishness. Yeah, the he's, game, it's funny because he's been trying to suppress that and become a businessman. It's funny because he says that, but the ironic thing is, he what he should be doing is defending what he's creating. Yet when he comes back, what he's doing is defending himself. So <laughs> the irony in that amuses me because I almost feel like what he really meant to say was he's trying to save Seth Rollins in a weird way. But no, like the message literally was destroy Seth Rollins. <laughs> and we all know what he actually is trying to do here. You know what's funny? I really thought after the Royal Rumble we would actually have a clear-cut picture for WrestleMania. Now we got more damn questions than answers because usually the card is more set or at least a little bit more clear after the rumble. Mm-hmm. Now it's like it changed everything that Rollins. What the hell? No, not not just Rollins, but the fact that Orton won automatically changed mm-hmm. stuff indefinitely. I feel like but, we're on the I feel like we're on the same path as we were last year and I hope that does not mean a bad don't, don't 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 say that because remember we're going to that damn show. I mean, well, I can say with experience, WrestleMania wasn't that good last year, but I still had a wonderful time. No, damn it. We need a wonderful time and we also need a good mania. I mean, it would be nice, but I, I told you guys, WWE will not ruin my weekend. Remember I told you that? They <laughs> yeah, will we're going not ruin the, my goddamn weekend. Yeah, trust me, because we're going to be going to visit the wizardly world of Harry Potter month, that Monday. It was close, Cass. Wizarding. Wizarding. I don't give a damn. Uh, I'll give but, a damn. But Cass, <laughs> you're right. Cass, you're right, though. Like, Better put some respect were, on the name. If there were ever any a lot of question marks, it's right now because I don't want. I know for a fact I don't want to see Randy Orton face Bray Wyatt for the title, and I know for a fact I don't want Goldberg as the Universal Champion. But I also don't want Kevin Owens as the Universal Champion. So what's going to happen here? <laughs> Give Charlotte the title. 
No, no, no. How about this? Just give it uh, um, the no chin douchebag. <laughs> James Ellsworth. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, give it to Charlotte. Let, let her do for it what she did for the Women's Championship. Then we'll Speaking be- of, let's actually talk a little bit of the, on the women's side. For what we've been seeing as of late, mm-hmm. at least right now for what I've been seeing, it's right now the plan is to do a four-way for the championship at WrestleMania. For which, uh, between which on Raw, on Nia Jax, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte. Oh, God. That's a disaster. It's been such a long time since we've had a uh, singles, One uh, singles yeah, like, champion. Why can't we ever... I feel like WWE sometimes feels bad for the women or like they, they degrade them because why is it that we can never have a peaceful one-on-one match for the women? Why? Like a freaking failed four-way. Okay. Yeah. The year before that, we just got a triple threat match. Let's, let's act like we just did not do something similar to that the year before. Why? Because fans are impatient. Because fans are impatient and WWE is impatient. Like we just saw the Bailey versus Charlotte at Royal Rumble, and that was a that was a great opener in my opinion. And um, it's like you you really don't know what to do. However, I do like what they've been doing with Nia Jax on Raw with her like having that monster dynamic with like you know actually making her as a monster and not her being buddy buddy to Charlotte because that just gets overplayed so many times like oh i'm a good person and you're a good person i got to like you oh i'm a heel and you're a heel so i got to like you cuz we're both bad no like bitch i'm going to mow your ass <laughs> over and take that women's championship from you however i will say for that the Sasha Banks Nijax match greatly disappointed me the one at uh, Royal Rumble both oh. they just need to give us Bailey versus Sasha Banks at WrestleMania and that's it. Problem solved. Uh, I don't know if it's you don't happening need all this extra. But it's coming. Yeah. What was that? I don't know if it's happening at WrestleMania, but it's coming. Yeah. They don't. But they don't need to give us all this extra crap. Oh, let's showcase everybody. Where we always hey, have um, quality for the women. Like, why do they feel they have to do that? I, I don't understand. Hey, um, guys, I'm about to make Isaiah Ross famous. What I'm about to say. He says, I miss the broad panties and mud wrestling matches. This shit they're doing with the women is so crappy. I think I know what he's trying to say. I don't think he means it literally. I think he just means the entertaining aspect of the women. No, he's definitely he, he missing means it. Literally. He means it. <laughs> he means okay, it. Okay, well, that, are we going to act like we don't, we don't agree with that somewhat? Uh, yeah. You don't agree with it at all? I, I don't agree with it at all. Yeah, hmm. I prefer my, my women's wrestlers to be wrestling. <laughs> okay, I, I gotta I gotta become Detective Lucas for a second. Let's let's Detective. Let's let, let's Detective Jay is telling the truth here. Don't dig too far. You might find out something you don't want to know. <laughs> Believe me, I've tried. But, but really, really, guys. <laughs> I agree with Cass. I like for my women's wrestlers to be wrestlers. I mean, I do too. The but problem with that? Come on, I, I do too. I, but come on, I don't need to see somebody strip their clothes off to be entertaining. We we're on the internet right now. One Google yeah. search away from all of your desires. 
Yeah, you get why 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 pay somebody when you just go and see it for free? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying to the extreme, but no, 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 no. We're already uh, we're already pushing our luck here. Like I can hear the I can see the dislikes goes. So we better stop while we're ahead. <laughs> no. I, I'm just waiting on uh, Lucas to make any kind of point. I'm, oh no, the point I'm trying to make is I'm not necessarily condoning what he's saying about bras and panties, but I am saying we should be seeing more entertainment out of the women because I think actually we've already discussed this many times in the past. Yeah, we don't just need having to. Wrestling matches is not going to showcase the level of talent a certain woman is. And as so far are, are you... Are you saying that just because they're women? Because shit, wrestling matches, it, it works for the wrestling matches and promos. It works for the guys. Why wouldn't it oh, work? Oh, yeah, I'm applying this to everybody. Not, But in this case, I'm mostly saying it for the women because it happens with the women more where they just have matches and not mu- not many uh, storylines or promos or anything that makes them stand out. It may That happens more with them than with the men. You know what I'm trying to say? Speak- so, yeah, speaking of... Um... Um, like divisions that are trying to get up there. Let's talk about the cruiserweight division. Sure. No, let's not. What Don't. is there to talk about? The there, you you want to know what there is to talk about? The fact that their champion is one of the best characters in WWE today. Exactly. Um, talk about that. Neville um, has been great. That Neville only shits on uh, nearly every main event. Well, every main event are on Raw. Wait, 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 wait. Did you really just say that about Neville? Yes, I did. Neville is my favorite character in WWE, period. What? Yes. The king of the Cruiserweights. I also yeah, thought they were the going to give him a, cr- he's a the crown and a scepter Monday. He's the king of the Cruiserweights because he is the only Cruiserweight. I'll tell you this, though. That match that they had uh, between Rich Swan and... Uh, Neville and Rich Swan had Rumble. I actually really enjoyed it. The crowd again. Mm-hmm. Every anytime they see those purple ropes, anytime they see they, them, they anything check that's out. purple. <laughs> why, the, why do those ropes have to be purple anyway? I honestly don't know why. Because <laughs> you. you're pretty much saying that even though the cruiserweights are on Raw, you're pretty much saying that they can't interact with anybody else and these guys live in like their little Hornswoggle world and nobody can touch them. <laughs> and that's why this is whole this whole thing is just a failure. It's not a failure. They just need their own show with their own audience. So then don't they, put them on Raw. I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. I don't like the fact that they're on Raw. Shit, one of the reasons why I started back watching Raw was just to catch up with the cruiserweights because I hate the, and this is actually why I stopped reading comic books. I hate when I'm I'm on one comic, and then I got to read 30 other issues of different comics just to get what's going on in this one because they have side stuff. And I would watch 205 Live, and they're like, oh, well, yeah, this is a continuation of the promo that they had on Monday Night Raw. And, oh, this person beat that person on last week's episode of Raw. And I'm like, man, just give me uh, the Cruiserweights their own show with their own audience and let them be. Tape it, tape it in full sound. Just, just, just tape them in full sound. Yeah. Just, just do that because it's just like, again, this. I know there's a lot of like scheduling and complications and traveling that involves with that. Figure it out. Those, those guys will be traveling like three or four, five, three or not, 
three or four or five nights just to do tapings. And I'll tell, and I'll tell you this, though, if they do tape, it's already going to be 205 live, but they can't just simply call it 205. I get that. I'm sorry, but it's like I'm fine with the Cruiserweight division. I love what Neville's been doing. Next to the Miz, he's been one of the best heels right now. But I still have not watched a full episode of 205 Live just because of the simple fact that my life doesn't revolve around wrestling. And honestly, um, let me have Neville versus Akira Tozawa on 205 Live, and then I'll tune in. Give me that. There have been some good matches on 205 Live. Though. Like, this last episode had a really good match. It was a tag team match. Cedric Alexander and Jack Gallagher versus uh, Noam Dar and Neville. Like, why every match they, Neville has been in has been good. Why are they not protecting Cedric Alexander? Why are they not protecting that dude? Cedric Alexander is <laughs> – he, he's not a big deal at all. He's, he's no deal. They they put him in this weird ass relationship with Alicia Fox, and yeah. then Noam Dar stole Alicia, Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. Yeah, Alicia Fox. He's the, only, he's the only interesting dynamic about that whole storyline. I think that's why they have her there to begin with. <laughs> no, yeah, the only interesting thing is how how uh, Noam Dar says her name. That's it. Yeah, Alicia Fox. <laughs> Like, um, well, that's what we're going to say. I mean, okay then. Yeah, but that the Cedric Alexander is one of the guys that they need to protect. That's like, seriously, because it's like that that's a guy that could easily be a contender for that Cruiserweight Championship mm-hmm. instantly if they just got behind him a lot more. But it's just like, I see him lose, I see him win. Then I see him win, then I see him lose, and it's just like I can't stand this 50-50 booking. And real quick, I want I want your guys' thoughts on this because do you realize that we have had five champions end this week since Wait, five champions have lost on both. Yeah, five champions have lost on both Raw and SmackDown this week in total. Really? John, yeah, John Cena got up pinned on SmackDown by Orton clean. Um, Charlotte and Lou Gallows and Anderson, the Raw Tag Team Champions, who I was very ecstatic to see that. And they lose that six-person tag. And then Dean Ambrose loses to AJ Styles in a non-title match on SmackDown Tuesday. Hmm. And Jericho loses to Sami Zayn in the opening match on Raw Monday. He's the United Owens, States champion. Owens didn't actually lose, but yeah, but yeah, but still, like he didn't like look good. Like, what's with WWE making their champions look weak, or like just pinning them right off the bat? And yeah, it's like what I said: champs are chumps. What I said on Twitter. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> oh my lord, we are and then not they getting this. They do that, and then, you know, two weeks later, they want to hype up a big championship match and expect everybody to tune in. Like, you just told us that, you know, the champs are chumps, as you said. So, yep, I think that they need to be more careful with stuff like that. Yeah, because it's just like, yeah, because it's just like, Charlotte beats Bailey, but yet Bailey pins her in a tag team match. Like, here's the thing it'd be different if, a tag team 
if a tag team champion was in a singles match against somebody else. It would make sense because mm-hmm. tag teams can lose in singles matches. That's fine. But the fact that you had the challenger who had the champion had beaten and then they automatically pinned them, to me it's just lazy booking. And then it's just like that's just an excuse for them just to have another match and for the feud to continue instead of actually like building the person up and up and up to the point where they get back to that. And honestly, another thing, can we ditch the rematch clause? Can we get rid of it? Is there any way to get rid of that? Because I am sick of the rematch clause thing. Because it just puts in more of that 50-50 book. Like, just way too much 50-50 booking for me this week. Because, John, like, Dean Ambrose getting pinned, honestly, was the last straw for me. Because it's just like, your champion should not be getting pinned easily. Even though they're non-title matches. Like, you need to protect your champions. Because these are the people that are going to be representing your company. And AJ Styles with the uh, Intercontinental title? No. Uh-uh, no, he is above that championship. That That's what yeah. I'm saying. But yeah, wait, like... Wait, that's, uh... That's no. hopefully not the direction they're going with, but... Yeah, but yeah, I... But you know I, stuff I like know. that happens when, when you put people in a match and they're going against a champion, and then, you know, the next week they're, oh, he beat the champion, now he's getting a title match, you know, something like that. Eight, yeah, yeah, sometimes you have to do that. But since we're on the subject of champions, real quick about uh, the women's division on Raw once again with Charlotte, I hate to say this, but now I actually finally understand and approve of what's gone on with Charlotte in what her, I told you? In her pay-per-view winning streak. But, he, but here's why I like it, the fact that she is on, on this pay-per-view winning streak, because we all know for a fact by WrestleMania time, she will have finally lost a match at, at a pay-per-view. She will have finally lose that championship, and it's going to be big when she loses it. And let's uh-huh. hope that who she loses it to is Bailey. I do have to say this, though. I don't just look at what Charlotte has done as a champion as a good thing just because it'll give us a good moment in the end. I honestly have really enjoyed her champions. Well, I was about to say championship reign, her reigns because shit, they (laughs) just like bleed together at this point. But I have enjoyed Charlotte as champion. As far as I'm concerned, she's a top champion on Smack on on raw. And that's where we disagree. Well, that, 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 but Lucas, that always happens. You guys always disagree. That's the fun. So go ahead. Yeah. Who beats her? Who would you rank above Charlotte? Who would you? What title would you rank above the women's championship? On Raw or, or in general? On Raw. Are you kidding me? How about Emelina? How about those? How about we like we can finally get the debut of Emelina? Or we can give it to Dana Brooke. We can give it to Alicia Fox. We can give it to the Wait, lower you tier women. You ask me which champion is above uh, Charlotte on Monday Night Raw? Yeah. Okay, that's easy, man. That's very easy. Answer the question, then, if it's so easy. Here's Jericho. No. Yes. No. Yes. Come on. No. First Why, of all, funny? No, he's he's legitimate. He's entertaining. He gives people a reason to watch each and every single week. Something yeah, he hasn't. Is not doing. Because he's a comedian. Yeah, he hasn't done daily squat with that United States. How does him being a comedian make him a better champion? 
No, him holding that United States championship is entertaining and it's adding some prestige to the title because it's no, not it's nobody. Not. No, he Get is not. Here. He yeah. has not done jack shit with that title. He hasn't made any reference to how he, how he won that championship. He hasn't appreciated on how much he's glad to be United States He almost called it the Universal Championship. But he's relevant. Charlotte is not relevant. I'm sorry. She's not no. relevant. Oh, that, that is a complete you lie. Keep tying this to Chris Jericho being entertaining. If you want to say Chris Jericho is funnier than Charlotte, I'll give you that. If you want to say Chris Jericho is more entertaining than Charlotte, um, different strokes for different folks, but I'll give you that too. When it comes to what I look for from a champion, legitimacy people putting prestige into their championship and making it feel as if it is a true prize, there is nobody on Raw that has done that better than Charlotte. But it's been forgettable. You'll forget about it the minute she loses that that championship. Did you just made the exact opposite argument two minutes ago? Who? You. You just said when she loses it, it'll be a big moment. No, it'll be a big moment for the person that wins it, but it won't be a big moment for her. That's what I'm of trying to say. Of course not. Of course there's gonna be yeah, a big and moment. People will, and people will quickly people will quickly forget about anything Charlotte has done the minute uh, the new champion is crowned because they will Praise and celebrate to the Lord that Charlotte has dropped the title. That's the point I was trying to make. That that Raw Women's Championship has more value than the Universal Championship, and I dare anybody to try to come up with a logical argument otherwise. Okay, uh, uh, that can be true, but it depends how you're looking at it. It is true. The only way that it can't be true is, uh, well, the Universal Championship is for the males. That's the only legit <laughs> argument. That's the only legit argument. And that is even bullshit. So, Okay, but which division of, out of the two titles uh, has more competition? <laughs> you say that as if, it, you know, the uh, Raw main event is popping. It's not. I, it's it's not popping, but compared to the uh, women's division being popping and and whatnot, yeah. Okay, well, it it only took two people to get the uh, Raw Women's Championship to a point of uh, legitimacy. In people's so, opinions, not facts. Look, we are not gonna. <laughs> no, we, we, I'm not even going there with you right now. Okay. Anything more to say if we go before we go off air? Hmm. Cass? I guess we lost Cass. <laughs> What's your I, opinion on uh, grape uh, artificial flavor, Lucas? Mm, not a big fan. Mm. What's your uh, uh, position on banana flavor? Banana? Yeah. Wait, why are you asking me this? These are important questions. <laughs> uh, I, I guess that's a little bit better. Mm. You're terrible. Absolutely terrible. All righty. Well, that's it um, for us. Uh, thank you all for tuning in 
Uh, we'll catch you next time. On behalf of Lucas and Cass, I'm Jay. Peace.